Hi, I'm Jacob Bryson, and this is where I came from. This week we will hear from my parents about the beginning of their relationship. I don't think there is much I can add to this, so you won't hear from me again until the end. Here we go. Went to a different high school, 
So they came after school to pick Nancy up, and I was after school for band or whatever. And uh, and Nancy's just like, yeah, Tim's coming to pick me up. And it was all so exciting, right, because her boyfriend that went to a different high school was coming to pick her up. And um, and then, of course, she's like, yeah, and then he's bringing his friend Dave. And I don't think I had said it to Nancy, though, because I, I still had this other high school boyfriend. I said it, anything to Nancy that I thought, you know, Dave was cute. But... Um, but I just remember thinking, oh, I'm sticking around, right? Like if <laughs> if you know Tim's gonna gonna you know bring this Dave guy around, well, same thing, right? Your dad won't remember this, but you know it was kind of a you know quick Tim pick Nancy up, and you know I was sort of in the background, and you know, hi, and and yeah, I kind of got <laughs> got ignored, and they all took off. Um, so those first two meetings were yeah, kind of just you know, kind of silly on my half probably, and then uh, for your dad, yeah, just not very memorable. And then, um, but yeah, so but then so then we officially kind of met at the Pinery, like the next summer. Yeah, I, re- I remember. I don't know if you call it love at first sight at that point in time, but I, I do remember being being um, very much taken aback by her from that very first encounter. Yeah, and for some reason, like, yeah, he just sort of noticed me that summer. And then he, yeah, he had gone, I was working at the store, and he came in and with Tim and bought a, a chocolate milk. And I was wearing a Corey Hart concert T-shirt because Corey Hart was really big then, you know, with the whole sunglasses at night thing. And um, and then Tim introduced us again, saying, yeah, you know, do you remember Dave? And, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... Um, and then your dad was teasing me about this Corey Hart T-shirt I was wearing. So we, you know, had a little little thing go on there. And then he walked out of the store and said to Tim Goldbach, he says, "That's the girl I'm going to marry." And you know, you'll you'll learn as you get older. Your brain, your your memory gets a little fuzzy after after a period of time. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe my memory's I'm a little selective and I've created this uh, this memory a little bit over time. I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, well, I didn't hear I didn't hear him say that because he walked out of the store. But that's what he tells me. But who knows? Maybe maybe he won't say that. Maybe really, maybe he just says to me. I don't know. I like the, I think it's a great story. Yeah, through through um, me going out camping and her working at the store, uh, starting to to see each other more and more. Um, she actually had a boyfriend, uh, kind of on and off at that point in time too. And then um, she ended up breaking up with him, and that kind of cleared the cleared the runway, so to speak. And um, I do remember. Hopefully, this you know fact is correct according to her story. But uh, going on our date to to London to see Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which was uh, I think our first official date. He had broken up with his high school sweetheart, but I was still dating mine. And so I was, that was the summer after grade 12 for me. So I still had one more year of high school, and your dad was going off to university. And, you know, we did, there wasn't, I mean, that, so after that little, you know, chocolate milk encounter, then um, he was camping with Tim, a bunch of guys, and then some of us girls went down there to visit. So your dad and I had a really, just a really nice just chit-chat time, and he was telling his family and he was telling me about his ex-girlfriend and all that kind of stuff and um yeah I was still dating this Brian guy and then then that that kind of you know yeah so we met up but then you know there's no cell phones and 
you know, he's probably not going to call my parents' house, right, to talk to me because he's just this boy that is kind of sort of irrelevant. So, you know, that that was that was kind of that. And then um, so our only way of communication was between Tim and Nancy. And then one time during that year, um, Nancy was going to go, Tim and Nancy were going to go to London to go look at guitars. And they go pick up your dad because he was going to look at guitars too. And then Nancy says, do you want to come? And I said, sure. So that was in January. Actually, that was the day after, it's funny what you remember, the day after the um, space shuttle blew up. Thing. It was just, it was so tragic. So I always remember that, that I I went to London and I met, you know, we met up with your dad um, the day after that. So I think that was, you know, a conversation piece for sure. And then they were looking at guitars. So, you know, your dad's 12-string guitar? That's the guitar he bought that day. So, but so you know, I, we were, I was just walking around and I didn't know anything about guitars, but you know, you, you know, you go, you go into those quiet rooms where you can just play it, whatever, and close the door. So he's like, yeah, you want to come and check out this guitar? I was like, sure. And then he sits on a stool and, you know, he's playing his guitar. And, of course, I'm thinking, oh, he even plays guitar. Oh, But, so, but I still had this, this this boyfriend that I was really not really wanting to be with anymore but didn't really know how to break up with. So, anyway, it took me from basically from that January till the following July to to break up with my high school boyfriend. Tried a few times, and then he'd come back, and he'd you know, be crying, and then I'd take him back, and then wish I hadn't, and then, and then I'd break up with him again, and oh, just, you know, just high school stuff. So, anyway, finally broke up with um, Brian at the end of at July of 86. That was it. That was it. Done, done. Um, yeah, and then that summer, your dad and I started dating, officially. Our first date was Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and they and we shared a Wendy's Frosty. <laughs> so, from what I remember, she we we she was I think she was at the Pioneer. We met there, and she parked at the museum across the the highway from there, in her dad's big pickup truck, and we went to London. It may have been a different time that we went, but this was quite a humorous thing. And then she. We we went to uh, see the movie anyway. Went on her date. It was great. She came back. She gets in the pickup truck, and then of course we say our goodbyes. And she goes to take off. Instead of backing up, um, she drives forward over two. Uh, you know, there's there's back to back rows of uh, of parking um, parkade blocks that are you know eight inches high or whatever. So she took off with a standard shift. Uh, half, well, not a half ton, a, a three-quarter ton, big GM pickup bouncing over these, bouncing over these uh, parking blocks, which was absolutely hysterical because she, you know, she weighed about 100 pounds, obviously, and driving this big truck, and she was pretty embarrassed about doing that. And then, but then your dad was getting ready to go off to university. He went to Western, and I was still in high school. And then um, there was about two or three letters that I got from your dad during the course of the time I was in high school. Um, and they were just like, but they were corny, right? It wasn't like, they weren't love letters. It was more like chit-chat and, you know, a bunch of like, yeah, even back then your dad would have dad jokes, so a bunch of dad jokes on the letter. And 
so you know there's this little this little you know communication going on yeah yep we were writing writing back and forth i was in western i was in in um in a dorm with uh it was an all all male um dorm at that time and um we wrote letters back and forth and then she came down to see me actually in I know the exact date if I had to, <clears throat> if I googled it but it would uh, probably October because the day she came down I think was either the day or the day after the uh the space shuttle crashed so yeah that's the first she came she came down to to visit me uh when I was in London and spent the spent the day there right at right at that time so which I think was that the fall of my of my first year there yep. yeah so basically your dad was part of my university experience for sure um I think it would have been the start of the of her first year my so my second year so I think she there was on and off again with her and her boyfriend she had and um I remember her coming over to my place one time and in the summer so that must have been the summer between my first and second year and essentially to say um you know I don't know if it's going to work I got a boyfriend blah 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 and I said well you know that's fine cuz I think this is going to work and we're going to be together. <laughs> and um you know I just thought it was a matter of time. So, you know, there was a little bit on and off again um on that, but but I recall um I I don't recall exactly when that started, but I do recall when she moved to London and I was in my second year essentially right out of the gate there we were together all the time so i'm going to say it was between my first and second year of of college or university yeah university was great i just i loved it just because i could be independent right i didn't i could just be start to be my own person without having to you know to always tell my parents what i was doing and where i was going which i you know and it wasn't you know, i think it was a pretty normal you know, university kid. It wasn't like I was crazy, but it was just, for me, it was just really liberating just to be able to be independent. Uh, and then the first summer I went home um, after my first year of university was probably the hardest the hardest time between my parents and I because I lived on my own for a year, and they, and my parents are pretty strict, right? We had pretty, pretty rules. And so me coming home then and still just wanting to, you know, do my thing, um, and not ask permission every time I wanted to do something. It was really, really hard. So that summer was quite stressful for between my parents and myself. And then after that, I decided that, yeah, I decided that I loved my parents, but I would never move back in to live with them. I was going to be on my own. They essentially there was two two all male uh, residences left at Western at the time, and they were right side by side side and they were <clears throat> traditional old limestone buildings uh in a big square with the center being a courtyard and the big uh dining hall that looked like Harry Potter sort of thing and everybody's on a hall with one common common bathroom so um I because I was in engineering school they sort of gave 
people preference in some of the tougher courses to have their own rooms. So I got I got my own room. Um, a lot of other guys were paired up, and but I just remember it. It was I guess the the atmosphere I would say was work hard, play hard because we we did we did work hard and we studied a lot. But uh, there was a lot of a lot of carrying on, a lot of parties and and uh socializing as well so it was a it was a really 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 fun time but i was actually the very last year after that they i'm not sure it had anything to do with it or not but after that that was the last year where they had an all-male residence i think uh, on the campus so those don't exist anymore they they got a little little on a hand at times i'd say i went home probably every every third week on average kind of thing in my first year Every yeah, every other week or every third week because I still had close friends there, and on the weekends a lot of other guys were doing the same, so things would slow down a little bit. But um, yeah, yeah, it's, I mean I went home on a fairly regular basis, but not not all the time. And then and then later after I got a little farther, the second year on, I went home quite a bit less frequently. Yeah, but that's all part of growing up. I you know we. Always, always had a good relationship with Grandma and Grandpa. Just, yeah, it was just, it was just time to, time to grow up, I guess, and do things. Um, yeah, so yeah, university was good. It was sort of full of, um, well, a little, you know, of course, relationship drama with, you know, with just your dad and I, you know, growing up and we were, we were young, so just trying to figure out who we were and what we wanted, and um, so you know, some definite bumps in the road there. We broke up. Three times altogether. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was a few times there. We we're finding our way. Definitely. Yep. Um. I. You know. Uh, I'm not sure. There's vivid memories. I do remember being a little bit restless at that point in time. So you're. You know. You're wondering. Well, is this the one? And uh, you're, then you're thinking, well, do I need more space? Do I need more time to spend with my friends? And you might be a little more hot-headed when you're that age than when you get older and more mature. And um, so, yeah, I remember, uh, I remember breaking up, of course, and those were fairly emotional. You'd, you'd think everything would be fine, and you could spend spend time away. And um, what the old saying it doesn't kill you it'll make you stronger sort of thing so we spent time apart and we always uh always gravitated back back together so um yeah thank thank god although the last time we broke up i had decided that that was it i said that is it i can't do this anymore like ups and downs and i decided that that yeah, he that was it. I had to move on, and there was no more David Bryson. I didn't want to, didn't want anyone to say his name. I didn't want to look at his pictures. I didn't. Wanna, I was done. So he went. So yeah. So it was about three weeks. We went three. We had broken up for about three weeks, and of course, you know, there's no like there wasn't a phone. There wasn't any any contact at all. And I was actually at the University of Windsor then getting my education degree, and I used to board with this older lady. So he. Anyway, the doorbell rang, and this lady that I live with, her name was actually Linda as well. And Linda, you know, of course, knew the whole story, knew that we were broken up, and knew that I was, of course, I told her that was it, we were done forever, done. 
and um, of course your dad was at the door. And so I remember Linda Finley saying to me, you know, there's someone at the door for you. And I thought, oh, it better not be, better not be. So I went down the stairs, and there he was standing there, and I thought, I just remember thinking, oh, you bugger, don't, <laughs> don't do this. So we, yeah, of course, went off, had a, had a good walk, a good talk, and, of course, that was the start of us getting back together again, and that was it. That was kind of the... Yeah, that was the last at last of the breakups. I I really wanted to work for Ontario Hydro, so I was all all set to take that job actually because I thought, well, this is what I wanted and this is what I was gunning for. So and I've got a job offer from them now, and um, I went to uh, interview with Union Gas in Chatham, and came out of that, and I basically changed my changed my mind overnight, and uh, have been in kind of the oil and gas pipeline business ever since, almost for the last 30 years now. I was in school for one more year, so that the year that he was in Chatham, I was actually in Windsor. I was getting my education degree. So that that was that year, and then after I graduated from um, Teachers College, then I landed a job at Brooke Alvinston School, there by Alvinston. And your dad was still working for Union Gas, and I ended up. Uh, my friend Cindy and I ended up getting uh, renting a townhouse together in Glencoe, believe it or not. And yeah, so that was what year would that be? That would have been eighty. Oh, no, that would have been because I graduated in ninety, so that's kind of like ninety ninety one, right? And so it was that year, that spring of ninety one that your dad decided to move to Calgary. Yeah, yeah. So I called a friend of mine, actually, who had been, I got to know this guy quite well, who was, their company was doing the engineering for us, and I obviously had a contact through knowing them when they did the design work for us, and I just said, uh, do you have any jobs in Calgary? Because I'm thinking about, you know, making a career change. Of course, I was only 23 at the time or whatever. And... uh and he says, well, we might have something for you. Not really sure, but if you want to come out, we can find out what we got. And um, so I quit my really good job, and, and um, my dad thought I was crazy. I packed everything I owned in the back of my Toyota pickup, and I drove across the prairies to, to Calgary and started a job, took a pay cut, and took started a job, and, um, yeah, just started building building back up from there. really wanted to see a different part of the country. I just think your the thought your dad just thought you know being a, a a junior engineer and going out west was was like a dream right that was just something he just thought it was a fantastic opportunity so he ended up getting a job with Colt Engineering and moving out to Calgary um, which left your grandma and grandpa wondering what the heck I know that they <laughs> were thinking okay so. Um, yeah, so now he's going to Calgary, and I said, yeah, and they're like, okay, so now what? Like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Like, I wasn't. I don't remember feeling worried about it. I just remember thinking that we would just figure it out. I wasn't mad at him for going. I was just, I just knew that he had to go. Like, he just needed to do this. But I do remember just just getting to Calgary, and and that was the time when uh, one of the many downturns started. Many of the head, many of the headlines in uh, 
in the papers were about everybody laying people off and the downturn and and things not going well. So I remember thinking to myself, oh, well, did I make the right decision? So that summer, I was teaching then, so that summer I went out to Calgary to see it and hang out, and it was a really great summer. We did lots of hiking, and, we, you know, I met lots of people, and um, then we... Yeah, so then I so then I had to go back to school in September. So came went back to to Brooke, and then after that summer, you know, we had a, your dad and I had a, it was a good summer for us. And then we decided that I would um, give my notice and move out after Christmas. Like I would put in that you know the that one semester at Brooke, and then um, and move out after Christmas. So then I came back and we decided that uh, living apart wasn't going to work and, and uh, we should get married. So your dad came home for Christmas that year. And at this point, with, uh, and uh, yeah, at this point, I really, as far as getting engaged and all that, like I, I wasn't really sure if that, you know, not that it, I was thinking it would happen at some point, but I was just thinking there was so much going on, right? Like, how could we. I just, I just, I, I, yeah. So we, I remember I picked your dad up at the airport, and you know we hadn't seen each other for four months. I picked him up at the airport, and then he said, "Yeah, it was a really, it was a, at that time I had to pick him up in Toronto because London didn't, didn't have those kind of, you know, flights coming into them at that point." So I'm up from Toronto, the Toronto airport, and he says, "Yeah," he says, "Let's go for a drive to the Pinery." I said, "Really? You want to go to the Pinery right now?" And it was snowing, like, you know, those really big flakes, like those really big, beautiful flakes. I thought, okay, sure, we'll go to the pinery. <laughs> so we went, but, you know, most of the pineries all closed off. You can get in, but most of the, you know, the beach areas are all closed off for the winter. So we ended up parking my car somewhere in the days area and then having to, like, trudge through the bush, like, in deep snow to get, he says, I just really want to go through the lake. I thought, okay, sure. <laughs> so we're walking through, and I'm thinking, like, do we have? To, I remember thinking in my head, do we have to do this right now? Like, we're like we're not we're we're not dressed for it. It's not very nice weather. We have to go to the beach right now. Yep, have to go to the beach. Want to see the beach? Okay. So, so I I just didn't even it didn't even dawn on me that he was you know going to propose to me. So got to the got to the water, got to the beach, and you know we're looking at the water, and oh, it's you know it's nice and it's all snowy, and and I remember looking out at the water and then turning to look at your dad, and he's down on one knee. And I thought, oh dear, oh oh dear, <laughs> okay, oh, I just probably said some really silly things, right? Like, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, oh this is it, oh my gosh. So then he, so then he proposed to me, and of course I said yes, and um, yeah, and then we went back to Grandma and Grandpa Bryson's for dinner, and they were actually having my mom and dad for dinner because your dad had just gotten back from Calgary, and. Of course, I didn't realize that they all already knew because your dad had asked Grandpa's permission, and um, yeah, I had no idea. But we didn't tell them right away, so I, I had the ring on my finger, but I was trying to like keep my hand in my pocket or under the table, and we were kind of waiting for the right moment to announce it. But I didn't realize that they all knew already, <laughs> and then we ended up getting married the following May. I would say it was good. We we rented uh, an apartment. That was a little. I mean, it was a beautiful spot. It was kind of a condo-y sort of thing was split in three, I guess. We had a neighbor, which was quiet, and then we had people living below us, which was an adventure, because they were I don't think they were working at all, and um, 
you know, they'd make no, lots and lots of noise, and we'd never say anything, and then we'd have people over and make a little bit of noise, and they'd pound on the on the ceiling or the floor and, and tell us to be quiet. So it was interesting coming out of that experience. It was one of those adventures that made me really want to own my own my own house at some point. Um, but we, you know, I got to know uh, several people. It was a pretty young young group where I worked. So we, between um, Calgary being very open community because there's lots of people coming and going we got invited to join ball teams right away and you found you were getting invited over to people's place to have a party or a barbecue and um got to know a couple guys at work that were very um very outdoorsy kind of like we were so spent a lot of time going out and, and hiking and camping in the mountains with with those guys um some skiing at that point in time weren't avid skiers but getting into it but uh, you know, I had a four-wheel drive Toyota pickup with a with a topper on the back, and and we spent a, a pile of time, virtually every chance we could on the weekends. We were gone exploring because we didn't know how long we were going to be here, and we were gone exploring in the in the mountains and did a lot of camping, some in the tent and some just in the back of the truck, and and uh, just you know, loved those days. And, Really, a lot of times leave the city and didn't even know where we were going. We just took off and and just got out in some back roads and explored. And then when you wanted to set up camp, you did. So it was uh, it was good. And then you know we spent we were very active, obviously. So spent time biking around in the city when we could and running and exploring and that kind of thing. So it was uh, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. So then when I when we moved back to Ontario, I was pregnant with you. I was five months pregnant with you, five, six months pregnant. So then I didn't work at all until I had you because I didn't see the point of trying to find something and then being pregnant. So um, and, in the, and so when we first met, we were living with Grandma and Grandpa because we, uh, were on a house, we hadn't found a house and we were kind of on a house hunting thing. We lived with Grandma and Grandpa until just before Christmas, I believe, that year. That would have been... 90, are we 90, oh yeah, it would have been 93 because you were born New Year's Day, right? Yeah, so we were already in our in our house, so we I think we moved into our house in Warwick just before Christmas, and then had you New Year's Day? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, yeah, no, we bought it right away. We, um, we basically got back, and we started on a, started on a real estate hunt, and of course, we didn't you know, I was doing okay, but uh, we didn't have a lot of money. <laughs> we were just starting off, knew a family was coming, so we uh, started looking around. And, you know, when you're looking for houses that are worth sort of $70,000 at the time, um, starter homes uh, in small communities, it's not the cream of the crop. So we got a real estate agent and, and started looking around at small houses and, um yeah, ended up buying buying our house in Warwick, which turned out to be a great great place to live while well, well, uh, you kids were young. So this brings us to a major shift in the lives of my parents. On January 1st, 1994, I was born. Next week, we will hear about this shift and what it was like to move around the continent with four young children. I'm Jacob Bryson, and thanks for listening.